0: Some films are very simple and have little content beyond what's on the screen. Others are sophisticated enough to contain complexity and can be discussed from a variety of positions. However, there are yet other films that think contradiction is the same as complexity. Dirty Harry is one such film. Uh Uh-uh. I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth, in all this excitement, I've kind of lost track myself. But, Ian, this is a .44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Dirty Harry was inspired, if that's the right word, by a series of murders in the late 1960s around San Francisco, committed by a killer who called himself Zodiac. Husband and wife team Harry Julian and Orem Fink wrote a story that had a maverick cop tracking a serial killer they named Scorpio. Very crude, it needed a rewrite, so Dean Reisner was called in, and then Terence Malick was called in. But it was the dark talents of John Milius, who would later co-write Apocalypse Now, that gave the story just what the producers wanted. So there is one question, Inspector Callahan. Why do they call you Dirty Harry? Now that's one thing about our Harry. Doesn't play any favourites. Harry hates everybody. Limeys, Micks, heaps, Fat dagos, Niggers, Honkies, Chinks, you name it. How's he feel about Mexicans? Ask him. Especially Spicks. John Wayne was offered the title role. He said no, as did Frank Sinatra, Steve McQueen and Paul Newman. The producers were close to losing faith in the story altogether when Newman suggested they consider Clint Eastwood. Eastwood said yes, and a cinematic icon was forged. Callahan, Sir? I don't want any more trouble like you had last year in the Fillmore district. Understand? That's my policy. Yeah, well, when an adult male is chasing a female uh, with intent to commit rape, I shoot the bastard. That's my policy. Intent? How did you establish that? Well, a naked man is chasing a woman through an alley with a butcher knife and a heart on I figure he isn't out collecting for the Red Cross. I think he's got a point. Now, all manner of explanations have been made as to why Dirty Harry was popular with audiences. But I think the truth is as simple as this. A lot of people like violence on screen, and in the early 1970s such films as Straw Dogs, Death Wish and Clockwork Orange were expressing an age-old bloodlust. movies manipulate but dirty Harry manipulates the audience into partaking of this bloodlust ritual now while we are rightly satisfied that Harry shoots down the killer at the end the film opens as Scorpio spies across the rooftops of San Francisco using his telescopic rifle to choose his next victim in this case a young woman in a swimming pool we see the woman from Scorpio's point of view and this involves us in her killing and then from his point of view we see her as she is shot After that, it is never explained why Scorpio does what he does, which is fine. But we're asked to believe that he is a killer who kills because he wants to. Which is not fine, because the truth is, he is a killer who kills because the film wants him to. Once you see that the film has a bloodlust, that Scorpio is no satanic messenger, you also see that Harry Callahan is no avenging angel. The girl, where is she? You tried to kill me! If I tried that, your head would be splattered all over this field. Now, where's the girl? I want I said where's the girl I have the right for a liar. Where's the girl I, I have the right for a lie <laughs> I have right for a lie <laughs> The film claims to be concerned with the rights of the victim but watch carefully and you will see it is not concerned with the victim at all The main section of the story is spent trying to find the teenage girl Anne Mary Deacons, whom Scorpio has kidnapped, raped, and buried alive. Harry has just hours to find her before she suffocates. When we do get to see her, it is only momentarily, when she is already dead. And once she has been found, the story then discards both her and her memory. So clearly, the film is not about Anne Mary Deacons or her rights. So, who is it about? no one. What is it about? I don't think it has the coherence to be about anything. It just fetishizes guns. In a way, the film is medieval, its morality stretching all the way back to the Machiavellian principle of the end justifies the means. And at the end, Harry Callahan throws away his badge, but the gesture is not complex. The film is not suggesting that he's had enough of the law or that he realizes that he's just perverted the law. It's just a juvenile, reckless contradiction. No, if you want to see a film with complexity that explores the chaos caused by violence, then watch David Fincher's brilliant movie Zodiac about the mystery surrounding the murders that panicked San Francisco in the late 1960s and early 1970s.